Hey, welcome to Taking the Time. It's Wednesday, 4 o'clock. We're an hour late because I had a meeting at work. And good afternoon, evening on the East Coast. It is 7 o'clock my time here. So we apologize for a little bit late. In the comments, you can uh, yell at us or whatever you want to do because that's what we're here for. We are here for your entertainment, everything you like about watches, every some of the things you might not. Uh, but if you don't like it, let us know, and who knows, you, you might be our next guest. So why not? It's fantastic. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. Welcome. All keyboard <laughs> cowboys. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Throw yeah. We have thick skin. Right. So. What, are, what, are we, what are we talking about today? Well, Rookie collectors? What? Uh, today, I think it's uh, uh, collections. Uh, uh, basically, you know, things, things we th – either things we wish we knew when we got started um, into, into collecting or um, kind of – or even how we started and what our opinions are. And, you know, anybody in the comments, uh, feel free to add something, you know, on just, you know, little, little tips and tricks when you're, when you're starting off just collecting watches. Um, so, and yeah. I was talking to, um, forgive me, my friend, if I pronounce your name wrong, but um, Rommel Manuel. And that was something else we were chatting back and forth and uh, he watched, he watches the show, usually not live, but. Um, he, and I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Because he, he did mention that he was a newer collector. And that's kind of where I got the idea of, of this particular show. And uh, so we, we decided to go ahead and do that. Um, some of the research I did beforehand, um, I looked up, I basically just Googled what are common mistakes of watch collectors, right? <laughs> and, uh, and we talked about the, some of the stuff that we came across. Um, one, one article was... Um, from Bloomberg, and it was originally, sorry, I got something in my eye. It was originally from um, Houdinki, if that's how you pronounce that. And it had some it had some pretty interesting uh, points, right, Brian? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, and, yeah, and first, I, I want to give a shout-out to Horology Talk. Um, they allowed us to kind of uh, let us – post this on their, on their page today. Anybody that's on there, they, they may already watch the show from different groups or anything, but that was, you know, really nice of them to allow that. And I did, I was behaved. I did ask before I put that post up and it just kind of has some watch, a watch. It actually has the Mitchell Raider with some straps that are too short for me next to it. So we're still waiting for the longer ones, but that's another story. Speaking of, what are you wearing today? Well, today I'm wrapping up the Man. week and uh, again with the Sangamon Mother Road in white. Um, it, this is just, it, it's it's really it's just been fantastic. Uh, it's it's a great it's easy it's easy to live with and I you know just I really enjoy it. So you ready? I'm going to make a few people jealous. The uh, R page stealth barrage. Oof. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm jealous. I think I've been wearing that all week pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's, with, with this one, it's been it, kind of a, one of those, you know, how, what is it like 
because we had such such great feedback on when we did the unboxing of, of this watch um, that I was like, well, I, you know, I really want to make this kind of my daily daily wearer for you know at least you know a week or you know or more and and really get that feeling and it's just been great to live with i think a couple of uh you know a couple of our viewers even ordered some of them which is awesome and it's you know it's really really great company great brand and uh i'm i'm really happy that that's you know working out for everybody and i hope that anybody that did have an order one really enjoys it as much as i do like i said yeah strap i thought i thought it was nice and soft earlier it's nice and broken in now and it's just it's, it's great oh this is an elephant strap custom seven strap it works perfectly with the dial and uh, i've just gotten it broken in you just reminded me it's nice and comfortable oh yeah all right, we gotta we gotta get into it, right? We're five minutes in the show, and we've yeah. uh, we've really just kind of introduced the topic. So um, I'll hit a couple points on this uh, this Bloomberg article that real originates from Hadinki. Um, some of the points I I didn't I didn't really buy into completely. Um, here's one that I did believing that a movement makes a watch. Now that's that's very true in the micro brand world, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's slippery slope again, I think, because this this uh, the one the one I'm wearing today is an NH35, and people go back and forth, and it's it's selling great. Yeah, and and that's and so that's what the that's what the article is saying is that you know a movement doesn't make the watch, and that that's very accurate. Now, I mean, if it's like an annual calendar or perpetual calendar, something like that, you know, that's a whole different league, though. I mean, those watches are so expensive that they do make the watch because that's what the watch is. But, you know, in general, um, a, a movement doesn't make the watch. It's the design. It's what the, 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 the uh, designer created and presented to you. The movement is in fact, uh, in a lot of ways, um, the mechanism, which makes it a watch. So, so um, and I think, so it sounds like we're in agreement that that's a, a pretty valid, a valid point. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, you go into, well, is, you know, a, a quartz movement or an automatic or a, a manual wind. And at that point, it's really, that that's not so much of a beginner choice. I think when we think beginners, usually it's people in their, you know, you know, they have a job, they see a watch, they, they save up for it, they get it. Um I actually, you know, you, you went and did research that way, and I actually went and talked to um, Charles Britton, who was one of our fans. He was on uh, on here last week, and, uh, you know, he said that, you know, his first thing, and I think a lot of people might not want to admit it, but he said, honestly, looks, the aesthetics are were are massive. I mean, and let's face it. Like when you're looking at watches, you're looking at the new watches. You're looking at the watch. You either look at it and go, Oh, I need to find out more. Or you look at it and go bye, scroll, scroll right past it. So yeah, I mean, I mean, how can you not look at a watch for the aesthetic value? And, and Rolex is a prime example of that. They just released their new watches, right? What is different about them? 
dial collars or bezel collars. Yeah. What's that tell you? It's the aesthetics of the watch. Now we all know Rolex is Rolex and they're not going to make any kind of radical changes to their watches. And quite frankly, they don't have to. Um, I don't understand it. So that was one of the things that was, was in that article too, is not respecting Rolex enough. I'm like, I get it guys. It's a $12,000 dive watch or whatever a Submariner costs, but they've earned that place on the totem pole. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, and it's great. It's, you aren't, you, you're buying a, a name in a way, but you're getting quality piece. I, I've not ever came across another watch that has the quality that a Rolex has. You guys, I bring the hate mail, but I mean, that's, that's my opinion. I just, I'm, I've had Submariners from the fifties that ran like a top from the fifties, you know? And, and I mean, we look at old American pocket watches that are running like a top too. So, I mean, that's, that's the only other quality uh, watch mechanism I, I can think of that, that compares to Rolex quality is um, American made pocket watches like Illinois, Hamilton, Elgin, Waltham. And that's why I'm wearing an R page. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, that's fantastic. Richard, so. Yeah. And, that, and that's, and that's a fantastic piece often really anybody not, not familiar with the R page brand. Uh, it's, they're really amazing. They are uh, most, almost most of the components inside, I believe, are, are pocket watch movements and things that get, he modifies himself to uh, fit into a standard watch case and just make really amazing custom stuff. And he does he does do Swiss movements as well. Yeah, excellent. I don't, I don't want to sound like an infomercial for for our page, but <laughs> I mean, oh. I, I, I love the guy. I love the brand. So what can I say? <laughs> I, it's, you know, it's great. And you basically followed Rolex up with our page. So that says a lot about Richard's watches. Well, uh, I mean, honestly, we're, we're, we're going to be a little off topic today here and there. And I apologize, but hopefully you enjoy it. Um, so when I look at this R page, I, it like it it feels like a Panerai in a lot of ways, and I don't mean like aesthetically, but I mean like weight, quality, and feel. It's I mean it's in the league. I would put it in the league of Panerai, just but on the way it feels, it's got that presence like a Panerai. So and what I mean by that is is it it has a unique style that's distinctly Panerai or distinctly R page. And and that's what that's what my biggest attraction is, especially to the to the W Rocket case, the lugs, the way the lugs are, and they're just it's a beautiful piece. But it 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 has its own sense and identity, and the quality. I mean, it feels like a luxury watch, like a Panerai does when you put a Panerai on. I mean, I could correlate that to other brands, but I'm not going. To. <laughs> no, Sorry, no, it's it's fine because. I mean, really, there's there's no definitive list of things, you know. When you're when you're starting a collection, you know, you're not going to have things like this yet. You know, case back openers, and I, you know, I have three different kinds of those. Um, well, I don't recommend that anybody digs into a watch, <laughs> but you're a modder. I, I do, I do mods, and you know, and, and some people have seen. That one, the uh, one of the more popular ones was that Regia Diver. 
that I did. Uh, and so, you know, so I have, I have watch tools and watch, I have parts of watches and half done mods that need to get done. But, uh, you know, really it's, uh, I think starting out, it's, I would say aesthetic, a lot of people then, you know, they learn about movements things like that, you know, whether it be, you know, quartz, usually you can get it a little bit cheaper and you can get a chronograph in quartz if, if that's your thing. Now they have mecha quartz where the, you know, when the chrono is engaged, the second hand sweeps much more than tick like a quartz watch. Um, I don't have anything like that in here, but, uh, you know, and you might end up with some, go through a phase where you get some just wacky stuff online because it looks kind of cool or you know whatever but eventually if you're actually to the point where you're watching this this means that you have a few watches in your collection and it's it's amazing because you continue to learn uh different brands different you know different movements different styles you know what you know you know lug to lug width is and things like that and so my recommend my number one recommendation for anybody that's getting into watches actually is one of the, one of these tools this is just you know this is just a little uh watch strap tool usually you know a lot of times they'll come free with straps or whatever and you know, most of us have you know half a dozen of them laying around, but um, and you can take a watch, a majority of watches, as long as the case isn't super crazy, and completely change the look of that watch without having to spend a fortune on another watch, just like you said, Brad, with that uh, you know that strap on there, you could have just as easily gone with a, a black steel bracelet or you know anything you know so it's going to completely change the look of that watch so yeah I, I would recommend i know we don't do a lot of consumer advice but yeah i mean picking up one of the strap changing tools if you want to you know if you don't have a lot of money maybe you're younger you just you saved up to find the watch you wanted and you want to give it a little bit of extra there's a whole ton of you know strap makers that'll make you a custom strap with whatever you want on it out there and it's uh look at you know that's that's part that's a, another cool part so a couple a couple other points that i found on other articles were um focusing on earning money obviously it doesn't make sense to um try to make money out of your collection that's not a wise choice um choosing only one brand that's a big no-no too and it really puts you in kind of a hole and that's that's a mistake I actually made when I started collecting is I only collected one brand and it took me, you know, I, I did that for a couple of years. I was just collecting one brand and then I finally explored some other brands and, and kind of it was kind of like a rebirth in a lot of ways. Um, another another point that was on one of these lists is buying a trendy watch that you don't even like. I don't know why you're buying a watch that you don't even like to begin with, but. But yeah, trend, you know, trends are bad, you know, design, you know, buying for a trendy design. And that's where, that's where I, again, I would stand up for Rolex because they definitely don't play to the trends by any means. 
No, but you know, at the same point, a Rolex is a bit of a standard, and Rolex itself is is the trend, is a benchmark trend. So you know, if it's not for you, don't spend fifteen grand on something that you don't love. Don't wear something you don't enjoy just because you think, oh, this is going to make me look more powerful, or this is going to make me look more exciting. Because I mean, let's be honest. Nobody cares what your watch is unless it's another another watch guy like me or you. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Wearing wearing watches, um, different watches. For any any guys out there, you think uh, you know, especially especially for the gentlemen that uh, think you know, hey, you know, I'm going to get this this cool watch, and you know, I'm going to be you know a real ladies' man. It's uh, it's kind of like getting a real like a fast car. You are gonna have, you're going to be more of a uh, gentleman's man. Two, yeah, two people care about that watch. Watch collectors and criminals. <laughs> yeah, or or just other guys like us that, that we are the people that are going to talk to you about your watch. Yeah. <laughs> and well, watch collectors. Well, yeah, I mean, and uh, but you're not don't think you're going to go out picking up uh, members of you know, you know other people you're you're attracted to just because you have a a, a great watch, you know, fancy watch on. So you know, and I'm trying to word this as politically correct as possible. So, <laughs> right. Um, oh man. So looking, looking back on what I, what I did and collected. Um, one thing I did is, uh, when I got into micros is I really lost focus on what I was collecting, like my style and, and where I wanted to go. And, and I guess you can kind of see that in when, when I, because I just sold off about like nine, nine micros. So, and that was kind of like my, my rebirth in a lot of ways in terms of the micro world. I'm kind of reapproaching how I'm collecting and, and bringing in a focus. So that's kind of, that's my advice. Like, I mean, probably ever, everybody's went through the phase where they've just bought everything that they saw that they liked or thought they liked. And so after that happens, it kind of gives you an opportunity to, sell off stuff, you know, take that capital and, and draw it into something that you want to focus on. Um, the, the one thing that I see, and, and this probably isn't true to everybody, but um, I bought an, an NTH uh, Devil Ray on the first batch, the turquoise blue. It's a beautiful watch, but it is a homage to the Doxus, the Doxus Sub uh, 300T. And I got that watch and I'm like, you know, it's, it's not a Doxa. And in a, in a lot of ways, maybe it, it, it would be a better timepiece than the Doxa, but maybe not. Um, but I just, I just couldn't, I had to, I had to sell that and I moved on and I had to work my way up to getting that Doxa. Um, so like if you have your heart set on an Omega Speedmaster, don't get a Dan Henry to substitute or, you know, whoever makes a homage of a, a speedies. I know there's a bunch out there, but I mean, if, I know it's like the price difference is astronomical. I get that, but in a lot of like you, you know you. But if you want the speed man, make that your goal. Yeah, make make that your goal. Save up. You know, I know it's it's painful, but save up and get the speedy. Now, if you, it, like, but only, you know, only, you know, you, right? Like we're getting into some psychology here, 
like I know me, like I couldn't have some what I would consider as a knockoff Speedy or or a knockoff Doc. So because I've been there and done that, and so that's not something I can do. So I steer clear of homages, and really, there's kind of one exception to that, and that's Grupo Gamma, and it's that that brand has evolved enough to where it's 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 a homage to to Panerai, but in a way it's, it's not like it's, it's became unique enough to where like with the Nexus, the, the wandering hour is, you know, it pays tribute to the, the depth gauge. So like it's stand it, that stands on its own merit in my opinion. And so that's why I've, I've been able to, you know, there's certain pieces that I'm, that I'm good with keeping the Vanguard is another example. It's, you know, it looks very much like, um, aluminum Marina, but it doesn't have the crown lock on the side. Like it has design aspects of a Panerai, but it's not, it's not, it's heart and soul. Isn't copy of a Panerai. So, wow. I just went on a, uh, on rant. <laughs> I mean, it's okay because then, you know, some, some of them, uh, then it gets like that for beer and things that other they play homage to other things. So, I mean, really, I mean, really you're talking about, about you know, just, just you know how to begin a collection. Uh, me doing modding, a lot of guys really, really like to mod Seikos. So they will have a, you know, if they buy a lot of mods or something, they're going to have a ton of Seikos, uh, you know, and, that, and that's cool because a, a mod is a completely different breed of watch. And it's, it's actually a watch that someone else created. And then someone like me decided to disassemble it and make it different. And uh, so, you know, you kind of go from there, you just change change parts, change crystals, change dials, change the hands, change the loom, everything. And uh, you kind of make it yours. But, and that's, and that's something else to get into after, you know, you, you start collecting. But I think the biggest things for me um, is, in fact, you know, if I, I, I gave my son his first automatic watch when he got into the police academy and, um, and he really, and he really likes it. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, a blacklist. It has the same, runs to an NH35 movement as this one. And, uh, yeah. so, you know, it, and, I mean, they do, they do the same. I mod, the Regia mod, I had the, yeah, the NH35. And so, Really, you know, you get stick stick with the points. Uh, know know what you can afford realistically. Uh, you know, really, if your watch costs more than your car, if you, uh, I you know, I, I was um, in the process because I sold off. I don't know how many Zelos watches, but in the process of that, I was talking to somebody, and I had the edit movement um, in in a number of the Zelos watches that I was selling. And uh, this guy, he told me, he's like, I have a rule that I won't pay any more for a watch than for rent or something like that. And I'm like, Hey, I got to respect that. You know, like everybody, you know, everybody has their, 
their method and their means and, and, and how they do that. And, and I respect that. So it's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, l let me ask you, Brian, what was uh, one of the mistakes that you made when you first started collecting? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, replicas. Oh, huge thing. But when you're getting into my thing was I always wanted to take it apart. So I wasn't actually wearing them, but instead I was taking them apart and seeing how they worked, etc. Before I, you know, or say, you know, hey, here's a watch that uh, Omega Seamaster. I got to ask, were you ever deployed to Afghanistan? Iraq. Okay. And yeah, they still have the Turkish Don't worry. At, Bra at Bagram, you could get um, fake bright leans and, and uh, mm -hmm. there was a bunch fake panorized. You could get all kinds of fake fake watches at Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> like, I guess it was like a, like, just like a little stand, you know? You know, they're like those little stands or whatever on base. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, we had a base in Iraq and you could buy all kinds of stuff. Yeah. None of it was legit. <laughs> yeah. So, but, I mean, you know, kind of, you know, they say you can go to these huge markets over in China and get a Omega for about 50 bucks. So, you know, that kind of stuff, you, you get what you pay for. Sometimes it's, you know, and I'm, I'm not talking about the high quality replicas because that's a whole nother thing that's going on now. But um, and yeah, I mean, it, it is it is scary, especially companies like Rolex. Even a you know a, a well trained jeweler is having a hard time picking picking the fake and. But, you know, my thing with, when, you know, just spending a couple bucks here and there on, on replicas was, you know, do I like the, you know, is this even something I want to chase for my money based on the size, based on, you know, and then, you know, and then inevitably I would take it apart and it would probably tell the correct time twice a day after that because it didn't run anymore. So. Uh, and and that, that brings me up to another point. I saw something about. Don't be afraid to buy watches used. And and I guess it so my my personal advice is it really depends on what you're buying used. Um, and it's because exactly what you just said. Like there's so many super high-end replicas that it's like, how do you know? And I mean, look, I used to I used to help people find high-end vintage Rolex watches. The last one I did, um, I found a, a gentleman, a double red sea dweller, 1665 reference sea dweller, double red. They're like 20 grand. They were like 20 grand then. I have no idea how much they are now. They're probably 40 or, I mean, like cost as much as a, a Mercedes now. But I had the confidence and knowledge and ability to look at the watch and know that it was legitimate. And now I don't, I can't say that I could do that. Like it's just, because the fakes are that good. So, I mean, if, you know, 
if you want an Omega Seamaster, Speedmaster, Seamaster, Rolex, Datejust, or whatever, whatever your high-end unicorn watches or your grill or whatever you want to call it, you know, it, I mean, for me, it, you know, I would want to go to an authorized dealer and maybe the authorized dealer can, can sell, you know, secondhand watches, but I mean, that's just a scary, scary thing to, to fork over, especially if you're saving, you know, you save up for a year or two or three years or whatever it is to buy that, that grail piece. And then you end up getting burnt because you're trying to save, you know, a thousand bucks, which I mean, that's a lot of money, but when you throw 3000 to a fake speedy, instead of paying four or five for a real one, you know, I mean, yeah, like you can get an authorized dealer for Omegas. So <laughs> I think the only the only person uh, I've ever heard, had a, a positive uh, thing that, that that happened with that was uh, actually my stepfather picked up a, a tag for my mother and he he, he thought it was a, a replica. It was kind of a like kind of a gag gift. Um, he got it at a pawn shop and for about maybe twenty five bucks. Or something, you know, so it was kind of like a, a gag anniversary gift. Well, he took it to, you know, just to get cleaned up, ultrasonic cleaning jeweler. And he asked me, he said, hey, you know, you, you might open it up. And I says, yeah, sure. It was real. <laughs> I don't know anyone else that lucky. It just no. doesn't, it never happens. So. You know, it, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. no kidding. It was it was a real tag, probably about uh, would have it would have been you know obviously at a pawn shop it was secondhand, so it might have been. Uh, who knows? Who knows where it came from? But anyway, uh, you know, it's uh, you know they they were basically selling it as a replica or a knockoff, and. You know, it's not that he was trying to cheap out, you know, mother's present or something like that, but uh, it was, you know, kind of supposed to be funny. And then he, it turned out to be the core of the century. So, uh, that can never happen to me. But, uh, um, so I got a joke. It's a terrible joke, but um, one of the jewelers uh, told it to me many years ago. It's like, you know how to tell a fake Gucci from a real Gucci? Well, the, the, the real Gucci won't keep as good as time as the fake. <laughs> right as you're taking a drink. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Get the water out of my nose now. So, um, yeah. And, and I mean, that happens across the market, all kinds of uh, from clothing and everything. And we've gone, we've spun completely off topic. Um, you know. Right. But, you know when when it, you know, but it 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 did spawn from the question: What was the mistake that I made? And it was, well, you know, I'll be I'll be honest that I bought I would I would never sell a watch that I knew to be a replica ever, um, but I will take them apart and you know have fun with that. So you know, they, you know, it's get what you like and. You know, if and, and set your expectations reasonably. You know, if it's not something you can afford because you're 16 and you have your first job, I, I don't recommend spending 10 grand on a watch. You know, if you just save that up, you probably have other things you need to do. 
once again, not buyer's advice, just kind of common sense. Um, so again, I mean, any any mistakes or anything that you you made early? Um, I, I definitely put myself into uh, the one brand box for for a while, and um, and that took a while. And I think part of that was just kind of where I lived. There wasn't a um, there wasn't a lot of other brands to look at. Um, so, or at least that's kind of what it felt like. But we would so this is before the internet was all was was real big, but um, me and a couple of friends that collected watches together, we'd actually take road trips to. Uh, we, I'm from West Virginia, so we'd go to Louisville or we'd go to Columbus, and we'd visit different jewelry stores to to see other brands and experience other other things. And I mean, that's not the only reason we went, but you know, you know when you're going to whatever amusement park or to a baseball game or something, well, let's go over here and check this out. And, and we had fun with it, but um, it took several of those trips to help me branch out. But after that, I, you know, I've explored a bunch of brands. Um, yeah. We're we're at what thirty five minutes, thirty yeah. thirty minutes. So start wrapping up. Yeah, no, I mean, even it, and it's okay to start collecting with if you want to collect fossil or citizen, or, uh, Casio or whatever. It just collect. There's a group. Like and, there's a group for everybody for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> by, by far and you're not and no matter what you like you're not alone i guarantee it so you know, look it up on yeah. facebook check it out uh um, I mean, a, a bit all over the place and it's only because there's just so there's just so many ways to you know wh what do i wish i knew i wish i knew that this was going to turn into an addiction. Um, <laughs> and it's very expensive once it becomes an addiction. Um, you know, make sure your spouse is on board with it, if that's the case. Um, and then, as as you grow and you learn, uh, just just the biggest thing is, I guess I didn't know how much fun I could have with it, and. That's kind of what brought us here today. You know, this was kind of a mishmash of lots of hodgepodge, lots of ideas, but I think that's the real point to drive home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. Like, if you're not having fun, then you're in you're you're doing the wrong thing. Um, you know, if you have a theme, it's either stick to it or think about exploring different brands. Like, if you have a box full of dive watches and you feel like the dive watches are getting stale then check out some pilot watches or vice versa. But if you know that divers are your thing, stick to your thing, you know? Yeah. So. And like uh, Craig, you just said in the, in the comments, that we can just touch on real quick. What about a watch that got away? What's your, Brad, what's your watch that got away? Man, I hate to talk about that. Um, there's one watch that if I could go back in time, I would not get rid of. And um, I got rid of it like uh, in 2004. It was a Rolex 1680 red letter Submariner. It was a seven, uh, a 3.7 mil serial number. So it was like a 1973 red letter sub. Um, it, it was the 660 feet first dial, and it was it was beautiful. I'd had it serviced. I had a new crystal put on. It was like. It was beautiful. It had a great patina, 
and that's the one that got away for sure. Yeah, mine would be, and Craig is a, a, a great friend of mine from back home. We've known each other for years, so he knows who I'm talking about when I say I had a um, a Breitling nav timer, and when I got in that car accident with Jimmy, Craig, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, paramedic or so or the band broke or something and it literally got away so yeah that's yeah it uh somebody somebody ended up with a really nice watch so yeah but it, you know life happens life moves on and uh you know it's what gets us here today so it's about right, my, my uh my final thought Oh, it's just my mind just went completely blank. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a rough story. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough. Um, <clears throat> but my my final thought is is I want I want everybody out there that watches this to find like three new brands to check out, and then look at your collection and think about which watch would look good on a different strap. There's so many exotic straps or different types of straps. So look up three new brands and share that with us and tell us, maybe you're going to show us a brand that we don't know of because there's so many brands out there and, um, and share that with us. And then um, check, check out your watch collection and think of what watch could use a new strap and a new strap is going to feel like a brand new watch because it just changes the way the thing looks. So Brian, what's your final thought? Um, well, my final thought today is just, yeah, I mean, kind of going back to what I said, uh, things I didn't know is, is, yeah, how much, how much fun you can have with collecting watches, stay, stay biggest, thing, uh, stay within your limits, get what you like, you know, wear what you like, like what you wear. It, it is an extension of you. There's going to be a ton of people say watches are antiquated you don't need it anymore you have a phone you have some other, something else you have a sundial whatever it is fair enough um but it is and it, it's it's kind of an extension of your personality it's the way i see it so make it something that's fun and not all watches have to be super serious or over the top expensive to be really fun or cool um and that's i think that's my biggest thing is that it's not about it's not about it's not it's not about price tag. It's about enjoying what you have, and that's it. I mean, just enjoy it. And comment. Feel free to. Uh, I know this was this probably wasn't one of our better shows, but we also are live on Facebook as well on it's, it's Veterans Watch Collector Channel. Yep, on YouTube, yep. Yeah, on YouTube, yeah, so, yeah. But All right, stuff. guys. Yeah, we, we definitely decided to do something a little different today um, with talking about that, and that was just based on kind of a conversation I had earlier in the week. Um, if you liked it, let us know. If you didn't like it, you know, we know it's not our best work per se, but I think it's going to speak to uh, some of the beginners out there. And uh, you can uh, follow us on um, Taking the Time on Facebook or Veterans Watch Collector channel on YouTube. And then uh, we also are on Taking the Time on Anchor, and that connects to a number of podcasts for audio only. And that's it for us this week. 
uh, or well for today's show, we'll probably have a later uh, show on Friday and later in the week. And uh, thanks for watching. Yeah. Until next time, guys. <laughs> Goodbye.